Hello, and thanks for tuning in to the Campervan Podcast. This is episode number two in my series on Campervan Value, Depreciation, and Investment. And I want to do a little disclaimer here. I want to clarify that that these episodes are not meant for anyone who is considering building a, a camper van business, that is to build and sell vans for profit. So when I talk about depreciation and in, and in particular investment, I'm not speaking to or trying to speak to those who uh, are creating camper van build businesses. Uh, that would be a topic for another series of of episodes, and uh, I may get to that at some point. You can always shoot me an email at podcast at vansage.com, and we can talk about that. But just to to clarify, the these episodes are specifically for end users, that is, people who are planning to purchase a camper van and wondering to what extent they depreciate, what their values are, and to what extent they are a good investment. Okay, enough disclaimer. On with part two. Are some principles from real estate, the real estate industry, an, an industry that I worked in for many years that transfer over to this camper van world. And one of them is the fallacy of value of improvement. And one of the things that would always happen when I was listing homes for sale in the Seattle area is someone would call me up and say, yeah, I've got this, this house, you know, come, come take a look. And I'd go and I'd do a, a comparative market analysis, a CMA. And I'd see, uh, compared to other similar properties that had sold recently under similar conditions, how much their home was worth. And, and then I'd come back with a number and they'd say, but we have a hot tub. And that hot tub cost us $6,000 because it's really fancy. Therefore, our place is worth $6,000 more. Well, not necessarily. In fact, almost never. Hot tubs generally don't improve the value of real estate because it's something that sits on the real estate. It's not square footage. And almost nothing improves the value of real estate except for square footage. So when you start to look at the fancier things that you can add to a camper van, if you're thinking about selling it and or making money from it or just getting out from under it at some point and, and having a kind of minimal outlay for your time spent with it, definitely think carefully about where and how you spend money on it. You know, a lot of people might not care about a powered Fiamma awning that rolls out with the push of a button and it probably won't improve the overall resale value of the van. Having just about any awning will improve the desirability of it. And that again, transfers over from real estate. So you might have 10 people looking at a house and two of them love hot tubs, but the other eight don't care. They don't want to pay for it. They don't want to pay to have it cleaned or repaired. They certainly don't want to pay to fill it with water and have that water heated. And so those other two people, while they may not be willing to pay more for the house, they may be more willing to buy the house because it has a hot tub. So that's improved saleability. Think about that when you're making improvements to your van you know, do I really need the absolute fanciest composting toilet on the market or will just a basic toilet work? Because 
what people want in their camper van is a toilet. Most people don't care that it's the most expensive, fancy composting or otherwise very expensive or fancy toilet. So that's the important thing is that the, the van has a toilet. Getting back to the square footage thing, it could be that a extended body 170 wheelbase Sprinter will be more saleable than a 144 Sprinter or a standard length 170 uh, because a lot of people want a little more room. That's up for debate, you know, because so many people love the shorter wheelbase because they're more easier to drive around. If I were thinking of purchasing a Sprinter and I wasn't sure if I might want to sell it in the near future or not, or if I were concerned about its long-term value, I might go talk to some Sprinter salesmen at the dealers and just, just see how they do with, you know, with the various models. They may tell you, oh no, in this area, the 144s sell much quicker, or the reverse might be true. And your region will definitely have an impact on that because you might live in an area, for example, on the East Coast, there uh, there are often a lot of sprinters for sale, used sprinters. I see them on eBay. And many of them were purchased for as work vehicles. And you can often find one that wasn't used very long and you can get a decent deal on it, etc. So that kind of thing can influence the, the type of vehicle that's more likely to sell in an area. Uh, on the other hand, in the Seattle area, we have a lot of families that want to be out and about uh, for, for camping and traveling. And so a longer wheelbase sprinter uh, or other other van, high roof van might be easier to sell where there are a lot of potential family type customers. So those are things to consider when it comes to whether or not a camper van depreciates or or holds its value. Other things that impact the the long-term value of any vehicle are for example maintenance and the record keeping thereof. So if you can, every time you make an improvement to the van, keep a journal of some kind. You know, when you go buy a new set of tires, write that down and keep the receipt. Don't throw that away because if it if something happens in your life and you need to sell your van six months after you bought tires and you only put, you know, 5,000 miles on it, well, that will help to sell the vehicle and it might even improve the value a little bit. You know, when it comes down to negotiation time and somebody says, well, you know, I'll, I'll give you 15% less than you're asking, you can say, well, these tires, you know, they, they cost $850 or whatever. And that might get the other person up a bit, get, up, get the sale over the edge. Or someone might be looking at another van and the other van has older tires and you have proof that your tires are newer, that might push them in your direction to sell your van. So so in terms of maintenance and improvements, keep track of all of that stuff. It's going to pay off down the road. And again, you know, you might be thinking, no, I'm never going to sell my van. I built it. I spent two years building it. it blood, sweat, and tears and cash and and the learning curve and <laughs> all the stuff that goes with into building your own van. I'm never going to sell it. But then something could happen in your life and and that thing could turn out to be very valuable, something that helps you financially get through some other problem. So my advice is really be conscious of improvements and maintenance over time. Uh, record that stuff. Make sure that you can show what you've done to the van for a potential buyer in the future. And, you know, if 
uh, I don't, I don't mean to be grim, but when it comes to issues of estate, if your vehicle winds up in the hands of someone in your estate, then that kind of information will help them, you know, if they need to sell it. So yeah, it just pays to to be mindful of and and keep careful records and and retain receipts of purchase, not just for for that reason, but also so in case you have to return something or you're not sure when, geez, when did I replace that alternator? That's the kind of thing I do. I don't keep that receipt and then I wonder when it was replaced uh, sometime in the last two years i'm not sure uh, so it's it's good to keep that and it's so easy to do now you know with uh, the phone cameras you can just snap a picture of that and drop it in a file on your uh, uh, move it from your phone to your desktop or create a file on your phone so yeah you don't have to keep physical copies even uh, those can be printed out later uh, another common question that's uh, on google and all over the the forums and Facebook groups are camper vans a good investment. So much of what I've said in parts one and two of this of this uh, series, you know, answers most answers that question for the most part. Are camper vans a good investment? But I want to look at it specifically from the perspective of investment because a lot of people kind of separate resale or saleability or depreciation or hold their value, et cetera. You know, investment can be a very specific world. So let's just think of it in terms of, is a camper van a good investment? Well, you know, my knee jerk reaction is to say no, because, because investment to me means appreciates over time. And it's very rare for any vehicle to appreciate over time. It's important to understand that that uh, camper vans are not real estate, right? And not even all real estate I- improves over time in value. You know, you might have a beautiful lot in a beautiful town and then the factory shuts down and the town shuts down and now the lot is useless as we saw in the interesting uh, film, if not wonderful, Nomadland. So if you haven't seen that, you can witness that exact situation. Are camper vans a good Hey, I hope you're enjoying the show. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Camper Van Podcast. The Vansage newsletter goes out every Sunday evening, and if you're not signed up for that yet, well, you're missing out. Packed full of valuable, fun weekly features, product resources, videos, photography, exclusive content, and other cool van life stuff. It's easy to get signed up, only takes a few seconds, and the link to do so is in show notes right there in your podcatcher app. And while you're at it, I have a quick favor to ask. Please take a few seconds to send that link to friends, family, post it to your social media feeds, etc. It really does make all the difference and will allow me to continue publishing this show. Okay, that's it for now. Take care. Have fun. I'm glad you're here. Enjoy the adventure. But you treat me so unkind. The fast mail train I see. I think I hear a